Cyberspin, topics you care about by people you trust. This is Cyberspin, the podcast that helps you navigate CMMC. And now for the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another recording of Cyberspin. I'm your host, Rob Teague, Director of CMMC Services here at Redspin. Got an excellent podcast for you today with a great guest. We're very honored and privileged to have her. But before we introduce her, I would like everybody to meet the newest member of Redspin, by no means a stranger to CMMC, Miss Tara Lemieux. Welcome, Tara. Thank you so much, Rob, for that wonderful introduction. I'm so happy to be here. But the real star of the show today is the unstoppable Katie Arrington. You have been our shining light for the last However many years it's been since 2019, I think we yeah. first interacted and my goodness, you are the conversation starter and you are the person who ignites that thought leadership within our community. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tara, you're the princess of the CMMC. You yeah. know that. Rob, we'll let you be the, the knight or the squire. Well, I don't know which one we'll let you be, but we'll figure that out. <laughs> but the CMMC, it's a team sport. There's no, there's no I in team. I wouldn't have run for Congress if things didn't transpire in the Pentagon the way they did. And the only reason why I wanted to run was to make sure that this got through the finish line. The CMMC, it's, it's not going anywhere. The community just, it cracks me up. There's these moments of reality where I get very down on myself. I get very depressed. Like I'm just like, I'm screaming, I'm jumping. I'm, I want the world to understand how fragile we are. And then I go on LinkedIn. And I see CMMC, 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 CMMC. And, you know, Tara, you have become a star. We've got, you know, Rob, we've got so many people. It cracks me up. It has a life of its own. And I'm glad that I was able to carry her. I'm the mommy. Stacy's the queen. You're the princess. Rob, you can be the prince. It's not, it's not over. My challenge right now is everybody that has put it off to this point, I'm almost to the point of saying, well, good luck to you. Katie, what keeps you up at night with respect to cybersecurity? What do you think are the greatest threats that are facing our nation today? I know we talked about you and I both lose sleep over this. What is your greatest concern as it pertains to our national defense, our infrastructure, and keeping our citizens safe? My brain is going through a bunch of words, but complacency is my fear. We know what needs to be done. We're being complacent about not getting it done. Our adversaries have every intention. You know, China is desperate and desperate people do desperate things. And the fact that, you know, the the, the complacency, but the human factor, right? Right. Nine, 90% of these breaches, exfils, the hacks are, are through phishing schema for the most part, right? It's pretty basic stuff, how they're getting right. in the door. And it's, you know, 2023, how do you know not to open an email from somebody you don't know or do you ever really take the time to look at an email's actual who it's from, right? That's the biggest one that, you know, the, the adversary is very smart. They know how we, how we operate, right? They, they also know, um, you got to think about this, for every one cyber warrior, there's 100 in China. Right. Think, think about that, one to 100. And you have to understand that every person in your company has to be a cyber warrior. They have to do everything right in order to protect everybody's, you know, PII, PHI on the on their network. Besides national secrets, besides your supplier base, you know, there's so right. much to it. But I mean, I lose sleep on the fact that there are people who just leave their laptops open and they they walk away. This, honest to God, 
this happened yesterday when I was flying in. There was somebody sitting next to me in first class who had his he had his business card taped over his laptop on on the the base with his password. <laughs> I'm just like, look at him like, you know, I had a job. I used to be the CISO at the DOD and that's not good. And that's not the first time I'd seen it. In 2019, I had a somebody leave their laptop and I was like, hey, you know, I found you. Wasn't that hard. And we know that our adversaries are especially targeting defense conferences, looking at different agencies, making sure that they're showing up in the coffee shops and other areas where defense contractors are frequenting. And they're using sophisticated techniques now, for example, being able to wirelessly connect to or create a, a, a wireless access point um, that seems to be a free and open Wi-Fi. I can't tell you how often people will just blindly connect to free and open Wi-Fi because it's free. It's the convenience of it, too. Complacency is one aspect, but we are a convenience civilization, especially in the United States. If, if your battery is running low, on your phone, you're going to grab that charging cable and you don't necessarily care uh, that there might be some micro technology in that charging cable that is able to do screenshots, that is able to do key logging and other very sophisticated type of attacks. What advice would you give to all of these business leaders in terms of our human firewall and helping them understand what the real threat for our nation is? Well, the real threat, right? So they should understand that every single one of you is a target. It is not. They are not. And I, I cannot say from sitting where I've sat and doing what I've done, they are not trying to break in to a Lockheed Martin or Northrop Grumman at that level. They're just not. It's too hard, right? They know that they're paying attention. They're going in lower tiers below and we're watching it. I work a lot with a company called Exeger mm -hmm. and I can literally see you know, it, uh, software bills and material, right? And I can right. look and say, that software is not a good software. I right. can see it. I can see human people, persons of interest, right? We can see that information. The, the digital age has brought us so much, right? It's, it's scary what Al Gore gave us. But now that we have it, there's so much more to it. And if you don't think that the adversary is, isn't targeting you, you're, you're off your rocker. They want right. our supply chain, the depart the, the they're draining our supply chain purposefully. Right. They're doing right. this with intent. Their intent is that when we have as little in our depots as possible and our military is worn out, that's when the non-kinetic's gonna start. Right. And they right, right. they they've been dipping into the non-kinetic, right? They're seeing how far they can go, right? Your MGM, you know, they have the NOTAM system. It seems like every day. There's somebody else that's getting hit. And these are companies that, you know, you think that they're doing great. And MGM, I mean, how much money do you think MGM nationally oh. moves a day? Oh, oh, my goodness. I think I saw it. It's millions upon millions of dollars just for that one uh, facility, right, yeah. in Las Vegas. I mean, it has to be in the billions. Billions, billions. Every minute that a company of uh, now MGM is pretty large, right? Right. Bare, the bare minimum, if you have over 200 people in your company, you lose $5,400 every minute you're offline. Wow. You would think that that would be enough of a motivator for most of these organizations to say, we can't afford to be taken out by our adversaries 
or by the rogue hacker, you know, who is, you know, just playing around with new tech and trying to see if it works correctly or, you know, refining their technique. It's there's so many different it's no longer you, you have to worry about the nation state. You also have to worry about the angry. You know, I say the 17 year old hacker is my biggest concern. Right. Because they right, don't necessarily right. you know, I, I joke Tara and I joked around before on another podcast about developers like there are two types of developers. There's either the developer who knows how to build a backdoor and then there's the developer who doesn't know how to build a backdoor, but does it inadvertently. Right. There's there's right. two streams. There are two streams with cyber. You either are knowingly non-compliant and you're saying you're brushing it off and you're willing to take that risk or you're trying to get compliant. And if you're in that first group, you're the first ones to go and right. we're sorry to see you go. And, and I'll, I'll tell you the ones that really, now that this, this thing, when we talk about supply chains, right? I work with a lot of large primes to help them buy down the risk, supply chains, et cetera. Every one of them, the cyber and the the tier twos and threes are off the charts hot. They're popping hot. And, and that is solely because the small and mediums don't think anybody's looking and the government may not be looking and the large prime may be ish. China is, Afghanistan is, Russia is your your domestic adversaries as well. And if you're not doing the things that you need to do to protect yourselves, I mean, join the joint surveillance program. What what is so bad about finding out that you have things to work on? I personally, I'm 52 years old, and I love the fact that as an individual, I learn something every day, and I'm continuing to grow. Fear, right? I think the fear is we're going to be found out. But isn't it better to have these things identified in the in the joint surveillance assessment versus having it exploited and splashed all over the newspapers? If I can jump in real quick, some feedback on the, the latest joint assessments. Everybody that has gone into that POAM phase, the phase four of remediation, every one of them has cleared every gap that was identified. So like Tara is saying, I think it's a fear about being found out, but this is the time to find it out and address yes, it. Yes, do it now and don't wait. And Dave Bassett's at DCMA, and I'll tell you, he has got no problem debarring somebody working that process. He has got no problem issuing a car on anybody. And and I know that doesn't, it doesn't sound that impactful, right? Oh, you'll get a corrective action report. Well, those follow you, folks. Right. You're, you, when somebody looks and you've had a, a car, you know, one, two or three put on you, it's a reason for alarm. Now, I'm going to tell you what I've been doing, right? So I'm out talking to the large primes and I'm saying, hey, if you're working on a critical program, put in your contract to get a NIST 171 verification on your most critical suppliers and build it into the rate because it's a penny wise, you know, a pound foolish, right? So they can put it in their contracts to have everyone do joint surveillance, right? Right. At least start doing things. One of the areas I've asked them to do and, and two of the large are starting to put in their contracts is asking for the SPURS score. Now what are you going to do, right? When I look at the SPURS score and th this is your self-attestation, and I can see that you're only at 60, okay, I'm probably not going to want to work with you. Right. So you you need to get on it. And, and that's, you know, the I'm I am doing the best that I can to make it as uncomfortable for people that are not compliant as possible. It it should be uncomfortable. 
And I know that sounds a little mean, if you will. Tara, it's our money. It, it's our people, right? You know, I, I always learned in the intelligence community that we are at our weakest when we're being pulled from both sides, oh, right? Yeah. Right. So like, for example, if I start a fire in your backyard, you're not going to be able to do anything, i.e. to monitor really what we're up to. Um, you're probably going to be too distracted to understand the implications of what we're up to. Um, and for me, I think that's a huge blind spot for us. Oh, I think that a lot of what you see out there is distraction, right? Oh, of course. And, and that is the art of war, right? But right. the, and go back to the art of war. It's the easiest way to defeat your adversary. It's from within. And the fact that we have, and I'm going to call people out on LinkedIn and people that are listening to this podcast and people that respond and say, oh, the CMMC is this, the CMNC is that. When I was in the Pentagon, I used to call over to NSA mm -hmm. and just say, I bet you this group is going to get hit because the adversary is watching those comments. That's the part that just floors me. Like when they sit there and they, people argue on LinkedIn about the validity of the CMMC. Yes. Who do you, the naysayers, who do you think the adversary is going to hit first? Oh, um, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just like, just, and they just continue on. Oh, it's the most epically bad thing ever. It's morally corrupt. And what? No, it's not. It's uncomfortable. But that, that's as it should be. It's intended to be that way, because if you're not able to perform at a, at a certain standard, particularly when it comes to, you know, maintaining the, the integrity of our data and our, you know, our critical weapon systems, then maybe you should not be doing business with the Department of Defense. And again, that sounds harsh, but I think that reality is the wake up call that we all need. We take it so for granted the way our country works every single day. We're so complacent about it. And, you know, in a small little EMP, micro EMP wave, and let's just say in a, in like Miami, right? right? What would that do to our supply chain? What would oh that goodness. do? If and, and that's just an outlier that you don't have any control out of, right? Let's mm -hmm. just say our president said that we were short on a particular ammunition, right? Came out and said that. Now, granted, people slip all the time, okay? Mm -hmm. What do you think the adversary did? The moment that 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 word went out, the adversary just went, "All right, who's manufacturing that 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 particular round?" I'm going after him. I don't think people think through it as an analyst. So you have a very intelligence community analyst approach to these things. You're very playing true. the game. You look you look at the chessboard and you understand where they're going. I think to some extent many organizations are not considering those aspects of this game, you know, and, and you're right. Americans to a large extent, we're comfortable. We have our lights on and it's wonderful. The water is working. It's wonderful, but we have individuals in cybersecurity who are being actively targeted on, you know, oh. previously raid forums or breached or cracked for their credentials and their access or to coerce. Let's not forget the importance of why, why this is really here, right? Because everything these, these GIB contractors provide for the Department of Defense honestly lands in the hands of the warfighters on the ground. Amen. And that's that's Amen. what it's for. And we can't, you know, the Army's motto is fight our nation's wars and win. We can't do that without these folks. And if, they're, if their data is not protected and it's being leaked, you're putting a lot of folks on the ground in jeopardy. Well, that, so Rob, where you mentioned that, that's ultimately... The reason why I got into doing cyber 
my first husband was in Iraq, May 24th, 2007. Um, was there training the uh, Iraqi military forces and yep. was doing a perimeter tour um, on their off day uh, and rode over a storm drain inlet. And the comms on the, the back then it was a Humvee. They didn't have the, uh, the, right. the, the MRAPs and all MRAP that. Yet. Yep. The, the comms were so bad that he was up in the turret and he said halt and nobody heard him. Yeah. Goodness. Goodness. And mm-hmm. that's, that is literally the stuff that the yes. adversary does, right? They get in and the warfighter goes to hit the button mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. That keeps me up late at night. My daughter, my son-in-law, my first mm-hmm. husband, all in my the son. Army. I think everybody listening to this podcast has somebody that they know and love in the military. And I can guarantee you those folks are going out there and they're, it's not that they're not afraid, they're terrified as mm-hmm. they should be. They're going into war or they're going into battle or they're going into a hostile environment and they're banking that you've done your job. And, and the very you, least we can do is do our job. Amen. And when you, when, and this is, I guess, the bottom line of this as a corporation, as a defense contractor, if you are willing to sacrifice security so that you make a better mar- profit margin, May God have mercy on your soul. Mm. Right, right. Because you are literally putting a prophet ahead of a human life, a prophet ahead of our democracy. You're putting a prophet ahead of what could end the way our lives are led. For me, that just, it, it brings up so many emotions. Oh, you know, yes. My, my, my fa- I'm a veteran and my, my father's family were veterans. Um, they they immigrated here and they served because that was what they they you know that was the passion that's what you did, and I think of my father in Normandy, the Battle of the Bulge. Their legacy is entrusted to us. Everything we talk about, what we do, we need to come together, you know. And mm-hmm. when we're having conversations on LinkedIn, it's great to you know kind of have these debates, but we also have to retain that focus. That clear focus is the protection of our nation. So mm-hmm. in in many cases, I think you know through the, the pandemic, you know, working from home, I think it just pushed us into this culture of you know sharing every aspect of our lives online. And to mm. some extent, that is you know probably the worst thing we could possibly do, especially now because it creates an avenue of exploitation. It provides insight to certain status of you know work that we might be doing. Um, and it gives them the upper hand. You're absolutely right. And, I, and let's let's compound that, right? So you're at a company. I think there's a lot of things that go on in companies. I think CISOs, right, are terrified because they're going to be thought that they're, you know, they're not doing their job if they don't pass, right? Or a CIO or, or right? They're worried, oh, if I don't pass, I'm going to lose my job. Yes. Thing one, you should right. give your employees safe harbor. I've told this to everybody, you know, when you're going through this process, nobody's wrong. Get it right though. Right. There, there's no, there's no time for dawdling. Nobody's wrong. Just make it right. Um, I've told primes, you have to give safe Harbor to your subs. You know, you can't ding them because they said they were compliant and you can't drop them because they're not right. You got to work with them to get them there. Right. This is one team, one fight and understand that if we all don't come together on this, it's like that the remember the missing link tv show you know the missing oh, i link. loved it yeah <laughs> the, the the smallest the weakest link is truly where you should look at the value of the supply chain and if the weakest link if you have a weak link anywhere in it no it's 
it's game over. And our adversaries, when they launch a kinetic, and this is the thing, right? We came together as a nation after 9-11. We rallied together. Don't you dare attack us on our soil. Why aren't we having that mentality when we know Russia was behind solar winds? Right. Why in the hell aren't we angry as all get out? Because we're too busy fighting each other. And and that to me is the part that breaks my heart is that they, people have said to me, oh, they just need a cyber event and they'll learn their lesson. There's been a cyber event every day for five right. years. No one's learning any lessons. The 9-11 lesson we lost, we lost over 3,000 lives on our soil. And I don't, you know, my fear factor is what keeps me up at night is it going to be when the, you know, they decide to go in and take all, you know, insulin, um, the insulin um, pumps uh, that people wear and they're Bluetooth enabled and they just turn those off. Is that going to be good enough? Is it going to be good enough when you, you go to fill up your tank and none of the gas stations work because they've taken them offline? Is it going to be when you call 911 and your cell phone doesn't work? I mean, What is it going to take? And instead of that mentality, just do it. I hate to steal from Nike, but just do it. There's a free program, joint surveillance. Go to the ANS website. You can go to the Cyber AB. There are multiple places to get information about it, to log in, to start. It's free. You're grandfathered in once you receive your certification for three years. The fear factor of it is greater than the actual thing. It's like when you were a kid and you were getting, you had to get a shot and you knew you were going to the doctor and you're all tensed up and whatnot. And the shot was nothing, right? The CMMC is not easy. No doubt. It's not, it was never made to be easy because you're, you're dealing with very, very delicate information. Anything worth obtaining is going to come with a cost anything worth obtaining. Now you have work that you have won. What are you going to do to maintain it? Because I'm telling you what, this lady is spending her life. If I know a company is knowingly not doing it, I'm out there shining a light on you. Yeah. The other thing you brought up, Katie, was you you mentioned earlier about compliance. I think the other issue that we face is it's kind of like a trend across our society. If it if it didn't happen to me, I don't have to worry about it. But my thing is, I, it's happened to everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, and like you said, what? How many times does this have to happen for you to open your eyes? But the fact of right. the matter is that our adversaries could be on our networks right now, and mm-hmm. are in many many cases. Um, waiting for the opportunity to strike. So is it kind of like, you know, the the, the carbon monoxide leaking into the house? You know, mm. we, we can't necessarily know specifically that it's there, but over time, it's still going to have the same impact. See, my, my worry is it's not going to be a slow, they're doing the slow bloody leak right now, right? They're, they're having right. some fun with the carbon monoxide right now, but they are preparing for a large event make no doubt about it. Back in the day when, you know, I was on the, you know, I was on the emergency response teams years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about what would be the worst case scenario, right? And this, this is a major part of it, right? Our computer systems are are wide open. Our people are not paying attention to what is around them. You're, mm-hmm. you know, Terry, you and I on the whole USB um, phone chargers, you know, I, I spoke to a group two weeks ago about you, if you use a rental car, do, have you ever noticed like you get in right away? How many other Bluetooths are still on your, on that car? 
Oh, of course. Yeah. It's the hidden dangers that we have to kind of change our mindset a little bit, right? To some extent, that represents a paradigm shift within our community from cybersecurity, you know, being this thing that we have to do to really being the the foundational um, component of all of the work that we do. It's not an afterthought anymore. It's, you know, it's a prerequisite for being awarded a contract. It is, you know, a necessity for being in business today. Um, and for our warfighters, too, again, I think we have to always keep that at the forefront. They're so stringent on, you know, when you put in to get a job, if you don't have a four-year degree, if you don't have this certification, if you don't, they right. make no exceptions. But yet, they oh, want, yeah, it's just <laughs> that that is one of the, the the things that has always like got under my skin. It's like you'll make an exception for what you want, but not for what we need. This has been a great conversation. And if for our listeners out there, if you're not already a Katie Arrington fan, you you should be by the end of this podcast. <laughs> and I thank you for that, because there are many days where it's very lonely when you're saying the emperor's got no clothes on because nobody else wants to say it. Right. So some days it's very, very lonely out there. But I will tell you, I would rather, you know, die a, a, a thousand cuts than lose what we have so sacrificed to obtain. The the workforce that's out there now, you shouldn't want to work for a company that doesn't value your information, you if you're walking into a company and you're going to go work for them and they don't want to be compliant to cyber, well, aside from the fact national security secrets are being leaked, so is your info. I wouldn't right. want to work at a company like that. And I mean, does anyone really believe that an F-35 just by accident ejected a pilot? That's going to be an interesting story to see how that unfolds. And and I think we have to get out of that mentality of scratching our heads and asking, well, how did it happen? It, you know, whatever the, the root cause ends up being, it will still be a matter of we as a nation didn't have our ducks in a row. The bottom line, the bottom line up front on this is, yes, it's annoying. Yes, it can be painful. Yes, it's it's going to take a week or two out of your, your life to do it. Got it. Noted. But the long-term return on investment for the minimal amount of money that you're putting into it, and it is minimal. I mean, people that, that oh, it's, no, you're talking about the, the NIST 171, getting all of those, you know, in. I will say mm -hmm. there's been massive work by industry to lower the cost. We always said from the very beginning, right, when you have a new product, a new thing, it costs more. The more you get competition, it drives down the cost. We now have a, a lot of C3PAOs. We have a lot of certified assessors. The market is getting competitive. Right. And I'll stress again, the only thing that the joint surveillance program has, the, the only challenges that they have is, is staff if they don't have enough. But I, I promise you, they do. They're working at it. You guys are working at it. And do not wait until you, you're already late, you're already out of compliance. You shouldn't be, it's get it done now. When the rule comes in, you know, all the better. And for the primes, if you're listening, tell your supply chain, they're gonna have safe harbor while they work through it. And if they're not willing to work through it, then find another vendor. Right. Yeah, so Katie, in, in kind of continuing on that, that discussion of other folks getting involved in the program, you know, there's a lot of uh, overseas companies that are uh, support the DOD and they 
they're trying to understand the CMMC. They're trying to get involved in it, but the DOD just isn't ready for them at this point yet to, you know, to get them on board. We've noticed you've been doing a lot of traveling. So yep. I, I think Tara and I are. <laughs> oh, we know what you're I, up to, Katie. <laughs> yeah. We just want to know, you know, is that linked to this or yes. are you just out on vacation? Germany, um, Australia, Canada, Canada is actually moving on it. So good on those guys up there, but they always, they were great partners from the get go. Um, but our five eye partners, of course, they're, they're all like, what is the DOD waiting? Why? Like you look at the EU, right. And you look at their cyber and they're, they're mm-hmm. big on data privacy, but they did that in, I mean, the European nations agreed on a model and the implementation and they executed it. Aren't we getting in our own way, right? Some of these, you know, what tools should we use and how much should it cost? And do we really have to do it? I think we're just getting in our own way to some extent. Would you agree? Correct. I say it's um, it's the Weiner approach to life and the ostrich right. theory. And the the whining about it is just to me, you know, it's it's a you're talking about a profit margin. That's what your problem is, is you're worried about profit. So if you lose a percent of profit this next quarter so that you are secure, that return on investment is going to come at least threefold in the next quarter. So suck right. it up, buttercup. Um, yeah. And I, I have the data to prove it. I mean, we have data that supports when companies get compliant, they save money. There's a reason why we ask for compliance. There's a reason why the ISO standard and OSHA exist, right? Because you lose money if people die at your facility. That's why we pay for it. Right. It's in in this world, there will be deaths that will be attributed to cyber. I, I will guarantee you there will be deaths attributed to cyber. But in the meantime, until that horrible day comes, which is nearing, right? Get your stuff to stop telling us how hard it is and just do it stop procrastinating right just stop procrastinating and if you have a problem right and and i've said to people there have been many different ways right i've talked to several um c3paos or assessors you know spread instead of and these are just ideas right you don't have to take them but i've said to people instead of having that upfront you know you're going to get um cmmc audited for the the auditors themselves, it would be better to do that cost on 12 months so that you have a recurring revenue, right? It's going to right. make your financials look a hell of a lot stronger than getting three hits one month and then nothing the rest of the year. So instead of having all the charges on the upfront, do it on a monthly subscription, right? And then that way it, it rolls out. A, that lessens the burden on small and medium-sized businesses, it makes your individual company look better because you have recurring revenue. It's easier to get loans and, and um, grants and et cetera. If you can show that you have a continued line of, of revenue coming in. Um, right. Same thing with CSPs, right? Don't do upfront high installation charges, right? Run them the length of the contract. So if I'm a C3PAO or I'm an auditor right now, I want to know how many, this, these are the questions you should be asking, right? When you're out there. Um, and, and this is why CUI is a stupid thing, right? And, and I wish, I really wish I could get away and do away with CUI because they focus on the program, right? The program is saying that I have CUI. Well, four or five programs that may not be considered CUI, but compiled together makes it CUI. Right. So let's just, let's stop that conversation altogether, right? And 
if you're a small or medium-sized business and you don't think that you have any CUI and you like, do you plan on growing or is this going to be where you're going to live your whole life? Yeah. And it doesn't take much information to put together a picture, right? No, not at all. And this is, it's, it's much more in the mental state of of this than the actual doing it. People have built it up in their heads and they're so afraid to even try when people actually do it. And Tara and Rob, you can you have done uh, you know audits on people. At the end, is it are they do they sit there and say that was horrible? No, they're relieved. No. Thank yes. you. That's yes, what we absolutely. heard this morning. This was so <laughs> eye-opening. We appreciate you being here. See? Yeah. It yeah. in once people realize, you know, the medicine to, to get better isn't bad for anybody listening to these podcasts, right? If you're in bid and proposals or capture management, it's a P-win strategy to say that you have the joint surveillance program. Nobody talks about that. That's a number one thing for me, right? If you're bidding on work, it's a differentiator, isn't it? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If absolutely. you lean in today and you say, I'm going to go get a NIST 171 audit, that's a game changer. That's a that that is a differentiator, right? Saying that you're complying in spurs, but to be able to put into spurs and also put in your NIST 171 audit from a certified um, C3PAO, that's a game changer. You know, yeah. it's interesting that you mentioned that, Katie. I do some work with the Native Alaskan family companies, um, mm-hmm. and what they're viewing, you know, there are a lot of small companies that are banded together under one architecture, and they're looking at you know, other companies not being compliant as an opportunity for their business growth. Oh, so, absolutely. Although uh, they have, yeah, they've got CUI, they've got all of that. They want to protect their their data, but they're going to go after your contracts next because oh, yeah. you're if you're not able to do it, guess who's going to be able to do it? And those are the exact people on LinkedIn that are just sitting back going, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you just keep telling me how hard it is. And that, you know, if that's your way to go about it, right? And this is your challenge set with your your C-suite or your, you know, your supervisors or whatever. Um, it's it's the differentiator that could make a, a win or a lose in a contract, right? Like I've said before, you know, lowest price, technically acceptable, worst thing that ever happened. But if you provide the documentation that says, I've gone the extra effort, I've done what you, well, here's how compliant I am. I am telling you, as somebody who is in the acquisition field for quite some time, that will be a difference. And there are right now, and in case people haven't noticed, um, there are RFPs that are out there right now, live RFPs that yep. have supply chain risk management in sections L and M. Right. In that, they have written cybersecurity in it. How are you reporting it on your subs? How do you evaluate it? And that part is um, on the, I'm thinking of three RFPs that I know of right now. When it came down to the factors, they were the first on two and the second on the other as as the what the award was going to be based on. Wow. So there's a significant potential business implication it's massive. Um, right. Absolutely. And well, what happened, so you got to think about this when we're coming in, we started this whole drama in 2019. Mm-hmm. Those contracts are now ending their life cycle. Yep. Right. Right. The mm-hmm. new contracts coming, like they're coming out now and they're like, listen, we can't put the CMMC in it, but we can put everything else under the sun in it. And they are. Yes, and, they are. And you more than likely the people that are writing your proposals 
don't understand what's actually being asked. I mean, that's a whole nother show and podcast for Tara and Rob, for you guys, for, for Redspin to do is how do you increase your P win? Yeah. I'll tell you, because that's where, so we say, you know, the profit is the most important thing, winning the work. What makes you a differentiator? Service yeah. to service, apples to apples, what makes you different? And if you can't understand that the cyber aspect and how you take care of your company and national secrets will rank, don't don't kid yourselves because the government knows. I mean, the PM, the office knows when they're evaluating these contracts and they see a SPURS score of 60 and then you're saying you're compliant, they're they don't they're not gonna award to you. Right. Well, I know we need to wrap this up, but it's yes. been a fantastic conversation, Katie. It's been the worth the wait to get you on our podcast. I, I know you've been very busy and hopefully we can do some more. That's for sure. Thank you so much for kicking off CMMC. I, I, I've been, you know, I did 31 years in the U.S. Army. I've been behind a lot of programs that got off the ground and were initiated. I've never been behind and supported anything as much as CMMC because I see the value of it. The unbiased assessment that comes in just to validate you're doing what you're supposed to do is is remarkable. And uh, you being a champion in the space and continuing to move it forward is phenomenal. So thank you, guys. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Um, But honestly, this is all you guys now. I am just your biggest cheerleader in the background, cheering you all on. Keep it going. Tara, don't stop with your post. Rob, don't stop pushing the needle, right? Because that is the only way we're going to win is if we continually lock arms and remember what I've said, you know, for years now. One team, one fight, rip the Band-Aid off, let's heal and move forward. We will end on that because I think that is a fantastic statement. So for all of our listeners, tune in for another episode coming up in the near future here. Until then, we're spinning out.